0: Well, hello there. It's July 17th. We're on day 197 of this year. I'm Bill, and you're here with Bible in a Year with Bill. First Chronicles 21 to 23 is what we're going to be reading today. Going to continue in this um, tongue twister of a name book (laughs) of First Chronicles. Um, And then we're going to finish off today's reading with Song of Songs, chapter 3. So let's get right into it. The Book of First Chronicles, chapter twenty one. Now Satan entered the scene and seduced David into taking a census of Israel. David gave orders to Joab and the army officers under him, Canvas all the tribes of Israel from Dan to Beersheba, and get a count of the population. I want to know the number. Joab resisted, May God multiply his people by hundreds. Don't they all belong to my master the king? But why on earth would you do a thing like this? Why risk getting Israel into trouble with God? But David wouldn't take no for an answer. So Joab went off and did it, canvassed the country and then came back to Jerusalem and reported the results of the census. There were 1,100,000 fighting men. Of that total, Judah accounted for 470,000. Joab, disgusted by the command, in fact turned his stomach protested by leaving Levi and Benjamin out of the census taking, and God, offended by the whole thing, punished Israel. Then David prayed, I have sinned badly in what I have just done, substituting statistics for trust. Forgive my sin. I've been really stupid. God answered by speaking to Gad, David's pastor. Go and give David this message, God's word. You have your choice of three punishments. Choose one and I'll do the rest. Gad delivered the message to David. Do you want three years of famine, three months of running from your enemies while they chase you down, or three days of the sword of God, an epidemic unleashed on the country by an angel of God? Think it over and make up your mind. What shall I tell the one who sent me? David told Gad, they're all terrible, but I'd rather be punished by God whose mercy is great than fall into human hands. So God unleashed an epidemic in Israel. Seventy thousand Israelites died. God then sent the angel to Jerusalem, but when he saw the destruction about to begin, he compassionately changed his mind and ordered the death angel, enough's enough, pull back. The angel of God had just reached the threshing floor of Araunah, the Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel hovering between earth and sky, sword drawn and about to strike Jerusalem. David and the elders bowed in prayer and covered themselves with rough burlap. David prayed, Please, I'm the one who sinned, I'm the one at fault. But these sheep, what did they do wrong? Punish me, not them, me and my family. Don't take it out on them. The angel of God ordered Gad to tell David to go and build an altar to God on the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. David did what Gad told him in obedience to God's command. Meanwhile Arauna had quit threshing the wheat and was watching the angel. His four sons took cover and hid. David came up to Arauna. When Arauna saw David, he left the threshing floor and bowed deeply before God, honoring the king. David said to Arauna, "Give me the site of the threshing floor so I can build an altar to God. Charge me the market price. We're going to put an end to this disaster." "'Oh, master, my king,' said Aruana. "'Aruana, Arauna. "'How many times am I going to have to say this name? "'Just take it. "'Do whatever you want with it. "'Look, here's an ox for the burnt offering "'and threshing paddles for the fuel "'and wheat for the meal offering. "'It's all yours.' "'David replied to Arauna. "'No, I'm buying it from you "'and at the full market price. "'I'm not going to offer God sacrifices "'that are no sacrifice.' So David bought the place from Araunah for 600 shekels of gold. He built an altar to God there and sacrificed whole burnt offerings and peace offerings. He called out to God and God answered by striking the altar of whole burnt offering with lightning. Then God told the angel to put his sword back into its scabbard. And that's the story of what happened when David saw that God answered him on the threshing floor of Araunah the Jebusite at the time he offered the sacrifice. At this time, the tabernacle that Moses had constructed in the desert, and with it the altar of burnt offering, were set up at the worship center at Gibeon. But David, terrified by the angel's sword, wouldn't go there to pray anymore. So David declared, from now on, this is the site for the worship of God. This is the place for Israel's altar of burnt offering. First Chronicles chapter 22. David ordered all the resident aliens in the land to come together. He sent them to the stone quarries to cut dressed stone to build the temple of God. He also stockpiled a huge quantity of iron for nails and bracings for the doors of the gates. More bronze than could be weighed and cedar logs past counting. The Sidonians and Tyrians shipped in huge loads of cedar logs for David. David was thinking, my son Solomon is too young to plan ahead for this, but the sanctuary that is to be built for God has to be the greatest, the talk of all the nations, so I'll get the construction materials together. That's why David prepared this huge stockpile of building materials before he died. Then he called in Solomon his son and commanded him to build a sanctuary for the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, I want in the worst way to build a sanctuary to honor my God. But God prevented me saying, you've killed too many people, fought too many wars. You are not the one to honor me by building a sanctuary. You've been responsible for too much killing, too much bloodshed. But you are going to have a son and he will be a quiet and peaceful man. And I will calm his enemies down on all sides. His very name will speak peace peace that is Solomon, which means peace, and I'll give peace and rest under his rule. He will be the one to build a sanctuary in my honor. He'll be my royal adopted son, and I'll be his father, and I'll make sure that the authority of his kingdom over Israel lasts forever. So now, son, God be with you. God speed as you build the sanctuary for your God, the job God has given you. And may God also give you discernment and understanding when he puts you in charge of Israel so that you will rule in reverent obedience under God's revelation. That's what will make you successful, following the directions and doing the things that God commanded Moses for Israel. Courage, take charge, don't be timid, don't hold back. Look at this. I've gone to a lot of trouble to stockpile materials for the sanctuary of God. A hundred thousand talents, which is three hundred, three thousand seven hundred and seventy five tons of gold. A million talents, which is thirty seven, seven hundred and fifty tons of silver. Tons of bronze and iron. Too much to weigh. And all this timber and stone. And you're free to add more. And workers, both plentiful and prepared—stonecutters, masons, carpenters, artisans in gold and silver, bronze and iron—you're all set. Get to work, and God speed. David gave orders to all of Israel's leaders to help his son Solomon, saying, "Isn't it obvious that your God is present with you? That He has given you peaceful relations with everyone around? My part in this was to put down the enemies." Subdue the land to God and his people. Your part is to give yourselves, heart and soul, to praying to your God. So get moving. Build the sacred house of worship to God. Then bring the chest of the covenant of God and all the holy furnishings for the worship of God into the sanctuary built in honor of God. First Chronicles chapter 23 when David got to be an old man, he made his son Solomon king over Israel. At the same time, he brought together all the leaders of Israel, the priests and the Levites. The Levites, 30 years and older, were counted. The total was 38,000. David sorted them into work groups. 24,000 are in charge of administering worship in the sanctuary. 6,000 are officials and judges 4,000 are security guards, and 4,000 are to serve in the orchestra, praising God with instruments that I have provided for praise. David then divided the Levites into groupings named after the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The Gershonites, Laden and Shimei. The three sons of Laden, Jehiel, Zetham, and Joel. The three sons of Shimei, Shelemoth Haziel, and Haran, all heads of the families of Ladan. The four sons of Shimei, Zahath, Ziza, Jeush, and Bariah. Jehath came first, followed by Ziza. Jeush and Bariah did not have many sons, so they were counted as one family with one task. The four sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel, the sons of Amram, Aaron, and Moses. Aaron was especially ordained to work in the Holy of Holies, to burn incense before God, to serve God and bless his name always. This was a permanent appointment for Aaron and his sons. Moses and his sons were counted in the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses, Gershom and Eliezer, Shubael was the first son of Gershom. Rehabiah was the first and only son of Eliezer. But though Eliezer had no other sons, Rehabiah had many sons. Shelomith was the first son of Izhar. Hebron had four sons, Jeriah, Amariah, Jehazael, and Jachamiam. Uziel had two sons, Micah and Ishiah, the sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi, the sons of Mali, Eleazar, and Kish. Eleazar died without any sons, only daughters. Their cousins, the sons of Kish, married the daughters. Mushi had three sons, Mali, Eder, and Jeremoth. These are the sons of Levi, 20 years and older, divided up according to families and heads of families and listed in the work groups that took care of the worship in the sanctuary of God. David said, now that the God of Israel has given rest to his people and made Jerusalem his permanent home, the Levites no longer have to carry the tabernacle and all the furniture required for the work of worship. These last words of David referred only to Levites 20 years old and above. From now on, the assigned work of the Levites was to assist Aaron's sons in the work of worship in God's house, maintain courtyards and closets, keep the furniture and utensils of worship clean, take care of any extra work needed in the work of worship, and provide bread for the table and flour for the meal offerings and the unraised wafers, all baking and mixing, all measuring and weighing." Also, they were to be present for morning prayers, thanking and praising God for evening prayers and at the service of whole burnt offerings to God on Sabbath, at new moons and at all festivals. They were on regular duty to serve God according to their assignment and the required number. In short, the Levites with the sons of Aaron as their companions in the ministry of holy worship were responsible for everything that had to do with worship, the place and times and ordering of worship. Song of Songs, Chapter 3 Restless in bed and sleepless through the night, I longed for my lover. I wanted him desperately. His, abs- his absence was painful, so I got up, went out, and roved the city. Hunting through streets and down alleys, I wanted my lover in the worst way. I looked high and low and didn't find him. And then the night watchmen found me as they patrolled the darkened city. Have you seen my dear lost love? I asked. No sooner had I left them than I found him. Found my dear lost love. I threw my arms around him and held him tight. Wouldn't let him go until I had him home again, safe at home beside the fire. Oh, let me warn you, sisters in Jerusalem, by the gazelles, yes, by all the wild deer. Don't excite love, don't stir it up until the time is right, ripe and you're ready. What's this I see approaching from the desert, rising clouds of dust, filling the air with sweet smells and pungent aromatics? Look, it's Solomon's carriage, carried and guarded by sixty soldiers, city, 60 of Israel's finest, all of them armed to the teeth, trained for battle, ready for anything, any time. King Solomon once had a carriage built from fine-grained Lebanon cedar. He had it framed with silver and roofed with gold. The cushions were covered with a purple fabric, the interior lined with tooled leather. Come and look, sisters in Jerusalem. Oh, sisters of Zion, don't miss this, my king lover, dressed and garlanded for his wedding, his heart full, bursting with joy. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless the reading of this word today. Thank you, Lord, for the message paraphrase of your word. And thank you, my friends, for joining me today. Hope to see you tomorrow. Take care now.